You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters Podcast, the show that discusses hearing technology, best practices, and a growing national epidemic, hearing loss. Before we kick this episode off, a special thank you to our partners, Starkey, Hear Better, Live Better, Weave, the all-in-one patient communication and engagement platform, Redux, Faster, Drier, Smarter, Verified, Fader Plugs, the world's first custom adjustable earplug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Hearing Matters podcast. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and joining us today is Ed Graham. Ed is the Vice President of Additive Manufacturing at ProtoCam, located in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Ed, welcome back to the Hearing Matters podcast. Hey, Blaze. This is great. Thanks so much for having me back. Uh, the first go-round was awesome, and I am uh, really excited to talk to you again some more. Listen, Ed, I have to say, number one, your podcast episode that you and Bob Holbrook did a little bit over a year ago was well-received. It was titled The Lehigh Valley's First Ear Mold Lab. And of course, following you on social media, you are like a LinkedIn star, my friend. It's like <laughs> every time I'm on LinkedIn, I know I'm going to see the one and only Ed Graham. But it's so great to have you back on the show. What's really exciting is that this Friday, October 7th, is the start of Manufacturing Week. Now, Ed, you have been in manufacturing for quite some time. Before we kind of kick this episode off, why don't you just share your background and your experience in additive manufacturing with our listeners? Sure. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And uh, thanks for the, the shout out for the LinkedIn. And uh, it's fun to be social and, and stay active with the community and uh, engage with everybody in the industry. So that's why I kind of do it. Yeah, so I've been at ProtoCam for going on my 26th year. I came here right out of high school. Or I'm sorry, out of college. Man, you really I knew you were smart, Ed. <laughs> Jeez, man, that was that was quick. <laughs> uh, but right out of college, I went to Penn State as a plastics engineer. And um when I graduated, I, I found ProtoCam um by an accident. And uh they reached out to me to come up and take a look at the at the place and uh, an opportunity to work for them. When I walked into the facility, I saw this tiny machine, um, no bigger than like uh, a small refrigerator, if you will. And there was a vat of goop, I'll call it at the time. And then this laser shining down in there. And it was just drawing geometry. And I had no idea what it was. And here I just came out of college. You know, I was young, energetic. I thought that I knew and saw everything that was the latest and greatest in terms of technology. And here I am walking into my first real potential job, not knowing anything about what I'm seeing or what this means. So it was <laughs> it, it, it was great. It was it was intimidating. It was fun. It was exciting. And, you know, as soon as I saw that, the first thing that I had said was that I I'm really going to be honest with you. I don't know what this is, but I want to be part of this. I really want to be part of this. And that kind of set the the motion for me. And, and that's why I'm still here 26 years later. And that is 
a story and a journey that you don't necessarily hear too much of in today's day and age. You know, some individuals join a company, they stay there maybe five, seven years and then go to another company. And of course, everyone's situation is different. But to stay at an organization for 26 years really does say a lot about that organization's culture, uh, the passion for excellence in additive manufacturing. So when you mention like plastics engineer, maybe when you know people think of manufacturing, they might have the image of an assembly line, dangerous equipment, and you know, men with hammers and ratchets just putting parts together. However, that's not additive manufacturing. So what is additive manufacturing. Yeah, so that's that's great because one of the things that we do here at Protocam every year is we offer students to come in. There's a local program that's called What's So Cool About Manufacturing, and it's for typically middle school students. And we encourage them to come in and learn about manufacturing because you're right. That's the, uh, that's the idea that people think um, that it's this dirty, grindy assembly line, you know, old school thought process of manufacturing. And there may still be some of that in in different areas of manufacturing, but additive manufacturing is definitely not one of them. Um, Additive manufacturing is is definitely for more, I'll call it the tech savvy type of engineer. Mm. Um, It's it's along the lines of industry 4.0, IoT, Internet of Things. So we're working in a digital world. And we have digital files and we have CAD models. So, you know, you're developing things in CAD and then you're transferring that CAD data. So it's actually taking the data and almost, if you can imagine, putting a a file onto a meat slicer. And you're just slicing it one layer at a time in very, very fine increments. And when I had mentioned earlier about me seeing that machine where a laser was tracing down into the vat one layer at a time, that was stereolithography technology. It was the it's the grandfather of all 3D printing technologies. It's the first one that started the industry. And basically at that time it was called rapid prototyping. Then we moved into 3D printing and now we've moved into additive manufacturing and the reason why it's morphed into additive manufacturing is because the technologies are viable solutions for true manufacturing. They're no longer only um, available for prototypes and product development. You can start to actually produce parts um, for full production in an added manufacturing situation. Um, So it's really morphed and come a long way over the years. And it's, uh, it's definitely not what you would imagine as as an old grungy area it's more tech savvy um clean and just a lot of fun to be honest with you it's a lot of fun ed i've had the opportunity to take a tour you know of the facility well, of protocam and seeing these machines for the first time was like i cannot believe what the capabilities of these machines are. I mean, Ed, you, you've said this before, but you don't go to work every day. You go to to a playground that we call the additive manufacturing playground. I mean, that is absolutely amazing. And from 
previous discussions that we've had, and what's so interesting is I will look around my house and I'll look at different objects and I'm thinking like, I wonder if that was additive manufactured. So, you know, what are everyday examples of parts made with additive manufacturing methods and applications? Because there has to be so many in everyone's home, whether it was prototype or whether it was, you know, prototype to final production. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it kind of is like coming to, uh, you know, a 3D printing playground every day. Um, you know, we are technology agnostic. We don't focus on any specific technology. Um, we are primarily in the polymer space. So we have technologies like HP's multi-jet fusion. We have technologies like carbon DLS, digital light synthesis. We have stereolithography. We have fused deposition modeling. We have polyjet. So we have a lot of different technologies. And, and the reason for that is so that we can, you know, cater to our customers. Um, we are application driven. So it's all about application. And the reason that this works is because we don't have to worry about a technology. We're not selling a technology. We're trying right. to, you know, pinpoint the application, the pain point of that and which technology will help the best. In terms of the projects and the programs over the years, probably anything that you're seeing in, in today's day and age as a new product was definitely, I would say, probably 90 to 100% prototyped um, before it went into production. Whether it's your you know, um, Amazon Echo device or your Ring doorbell or any of the things, uh, even as, as far off as a planner that you have outside that you're storing plants in. Those planners could have been prototyped. Um, we we dive into almost every industry, and that's what keeps it so fun and so exciting. I've learned so much about so many industries that I probably would have never have gotten the opportunity to do had I went into, let's say, like automotive and then went to work for you know a big automotive OEM. I'd have been just in that wheelhouse. But now I'm involved in medical applications, automotive applications, aerospace, consumer products, toys, um, you name it. And there's so much that you learn from all those little industries by what we're prototyping and what's important and why it's important. And that's what keeps it so much fun and keeps you engaged and kept me here as long as I have been. And how you and I were actually introduced was we were at an innovation conference in 2017. And there was a project that myself and a few others were working on called Fader Plugs. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later in this episode. But that's really when I was introduced to 3D printing at this scale. Uh, of course, Throughout the prototyping phase, you know, you're kind of learning about additive manufacturing, what it does, but actually working with the machines, seeing the CAD file, seeing the STL file. I mean, it's absolutely incredible what you and your team at ProtoCam are doing and in celebration of manufacturing week. This is cutting edge technology that is only going to continue to advance and the applications are in so many different industries, whether it is that the plastics industry or automobile industry, the, the opportunity here is endless. 
Ed, we live in the information age and many of us want products or services delivered yesterday. <laughs> you know, we, we all just, we, we're on Amazon. We just want it yesterday. Share with us your, I guess you could say your rapid prototyping processes and how can this benefit businesses when they release a new to market product? Let's take a quick break. Running a private practice is challenging, and it's especially difficult if you're using a management software system that's out of date or doesn't really fit your needs. As a former private practice owner, I personally found Cycle to be such an incredible tool that is easy to use and is really in the best interest of my patients. Cycle provides you with industry-specific workflows and features for a smooth running front office. And if you've been listening to the Hearing Matters podcast, you will know that I believe that the front office staff is really the most important position in a hearing care clinic. Learn more at cycle.com. That's S-Y-C-L-E.com. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason that this industry was born, quite honestly. It was to help with the painful, painful task of prototype and development work. So, you know, maybe 20 years ago, the the, the process was completely different. Um, you know, an engineer had to pro- probably make an injection mold tool. So cut CNC machine tools. Um, this process could take anywhere from... 10 to 20 weeks and oh, then wow. you, you injection mold your first part out of it and you realize that hey this rib was in the wrong location or hey i needed a hole here and then it's back to the drawing board welding up the tool or doing some other thing that's going to take another five six weeks so you're you're talking months and months of and and not just the time it's the cost right. so it's very expensive to build those tools and then to store them and house them and everything that was associated with it was a, a painful process. And that's why the advent of 3D printing um, existed and why it was developed. And now, you know, as we move forward, we continue to, to do that work and help companies get out with new product development. And it's important for companies to, you know, get that product to market as fast as they possibly can because there's always somebody in the background that's working on something similar. So this process really expedites and speeds up that process. And it also is is cost savings to do it this way as well before you invest in production tooling and maybe move off to a whole nother level of manufacturing, Mm -hmm. which could be injection molding. Yes. Um, Or if you develop your product, maybe you stay in this space and you stay in additive as a means of production. Um, you know, one of the things that you've mentioned just a few minutes ago, Blaze, was about how everybody wants what they want and they want it for them. And one thing that's really great about the use of additive manufacturing is the fact that you can have customization. Right. So you can develop products for people that are custom for them. And the technology doesn't care about that. You can put a hundred different designs into one build, and that's a hundred different people. Um, the biggest poster child for this was um, Invisalign. So the Invisalign technology really would not have existed without the advent of 3D printing and additive manufacturing. Because if you think about what they're doing, they're scanning your your mouth, your teeth profile, 
And then they're creating like seven to 10 different iterations of the steps to get them straightened or fixed to whatever level they need to be. And they're printing them out for every individual unique characteristics of seven to 10 stages of every person. We're talking millions and millions of prints of all unique one-offs. It, it really could not be done any other way. So additive is really changing the landscape of what we can see in the future and how we're going to progress uh, with products as we move forward. Ed, you mentioned the dental industry using additive manufacturing. Let's talk a little bit about the hearing healthcare industry. And I kind of touched upon this a couple minutes ago, but you and I met about six years ago when I was a graduate student at ESU. And I was working on a small project called Fader Plugs. Protocam has been assisting fader plugs with our prototyping phase. And now with Protocam's additive manufacturing experience and expertise, we're going to be introducing the fader plug to market in 2023. One of the many reasons we chose to work with Protocam during the prototyping phase was because of the engineer assistance. And this is something that not a lot of additive manufacturing companies implement, is the assistance of an engineer like yourself. What are the benefits of this? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely important for us to to still offer that engineering-assisted side of, of what we do. Um, there's a lot of places out there, you know, like you had mentioned, the Amazon model. You know, you just click, point, and, and uh, order, right? So that's great if you know exactly what you want, if you don't have questions about anything, and if you don't really care too much about um, what happens if you have a problem. Um, so we have the other side of it, the engineer-assisted side, to work with companies or people that are developing new products to help, again, um, we're application-driven. So the more we know about your application and what you're trying to accomplish, the more that we can give you the right solution. It's all about applications that drive solutions. And that's why we really enjoy talking to our customers and understanding things versus just, hey, go on and, and uh, click apart and order it. Um, now, if, if you're well-versed and you've had other parts in the past and you know exactly, hey, this worked for me, I just want to order it again, that's what that's there for. So we want to offer both sides of the coin, right? We want to give that offering to people who need either of the two solutions. And certainly with Fader, it was great because, you know, coming new into new product development, when I met you six years ago, you know, it was brand new to you and understanding it and learning it. And so it was really great to be along with you for that journey to try to help, you know, guide and give some good solutions right out of the gate. Ed, when you say six years later, and we're just talking about releasing the Fader plug in 2023... I think it's important to share with our listeners, a lot goes into the prototyping phase and the patent approval process. So it's not like we've just been chilling, hanging out for the past six years. It's It's been a lot, you know, and when a product's never existed, especially when you're sort of, not sort of, when you're infusing your own capital into this, it it can take some time for sure. But what I will say is I was first a customer of Protocam, now friends with everyone. You know, I will speak from the customer standpoint. 
you and Bob and Ron were always so responsive, were always so excited to talk about the project. And what you were most excited about was how this application is going to help people. It was never product-driven, it was people-driven. And that's really what attracted me most to you and the ProtoCam family. And the irony is not only is next week manufacturing week and we're celebrating you know, with ProtoCam and all the other manufacturers in the United States uh, and around the globe, but October is Protect Your Hearing Month. Now, as a team, we have been preparing for the official launch of fader plugs. And as we said earlier, is the fader plug is the world's first custom adjustable earplug. We've had many iterations of the product, third-party research conducted by Dr. Grant Searchfield from the University of Auckland in New Zealand, and minimum viable products. Now, this is a first-to-market product, and so much goes in to a product that's never been released before. Ed, as a plastics engineer, I have to know, what are you most excited about as we gear up to launch fader plugs in 2023? Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, the biggest aspect of it is is to be part of a journey that's going to help people, right? To be part of that mission, to protect somebody's hearing, to make somebody a better person, and, you know, just to be better a better human being at the end of the day. This product, that, that's what being part of this product is all about. Um, you've spent a lot of time, like you'd mentioned, over the six years. It's not that we have been doing nothing over that time. <laughs> uh, you know, you've invested a lot of time and energy on your end with the patent search and getting the patents in and making sure that was all, all set in stone. And then, you know, going out and, and the data-driven approach, you know, was key. And, and you know, you need to have that behind the product and that takes time. And then once we establish the patents, we establish the data, now it's time to get really into this product and make it come to life. You know, and I think there was a lot of um, opportunities, you know, is it is it a one size fits all type of product? Is it mm. a custom product? You know, how do we want to go about this? What's the best approach? And the fact that we can utilize additive manufacturing to make this product plays into the fact that it can be completely custom. And that's what we've been talking about. Additive really, really lends itself to that and brings on the custom side of things, which at the end of the day, we all want what fits us the best, right? I don't yes. want a one size fits all thing in my ear. No. I want my ear canal and my ear geometry. And, um, you know, working through all that with yourself and going through and, and doing the ear impressions. And then, you know, okay, now we have an ear impression. What do we do next? And then we we got the scanning technology. So we're going to take it, scan those uh, ear impressions, and then take that into the CAD program and fine tune it. And then, nope, no pun intended there. We're going to fine tune it. <laughs> that was a good one, Ed. Uh, get the tuner. <laughs> Get the uh, the tuner in place, and um, you know, print these products um, one off, unique to people. And you know, the fact that um, they're plastic products, um, which definitely plays to my heartstrings, as to that's what I was educated on and what I've been doing uh, for the last twenty six years of my career, um, is really just you know, 
um, icing on top of the cake. And and just to be along this journey with you, Blaze, and Fader Plugs has been just such a great experience. I've done a lot of product development over the years, and I will say that this is probably one of my favorite programs that I've ever worked on. Wow. Uh, that's really heartwarming and and really, really do appreciate those kind words. And again, we've we've always talked about how many patients this is going to help at the University of Auckland. He tested this product with patients who present with hyperacusis, misophonia, and reviewing the research with my father, Dr. Gregory Delfino. It was at that moment when we read the research, Ed, and it was obviously third-party research, just unbiased. You know, it's here's here's our product. I was a little nervous, <laughs> you know, being, <laughs> being a, a, an entrepreneur, innovator, inventor. I'm like, I think this works to others as well. And, that, and I think all of us were sort of like sitting on the edge of our seats. And when the research came back, it was like, wow, my gosh, this is going to help so many people. This is so cool. And now it's the fun part. I will parallel our journey to that of Andy Frisella, who I believe it was first form. Don't quote me on this. The, the company that he owns and he runs it took them 10 years to fully like run with it because the first couple of years I was still in grad school and, and, and refining and, and things of that nature. But Ed, it is because of the council, the outside council and internal council like yourself, like Ron Belknap, Bob Holbrook, ProtoCam, the entire team that to all of the, you know, inventors out there and innovators out there coming from my own experience, if you have a product that you want to bring to market, team up with a group like ProtoCam because they're going to walk with you throughout the entire process. They're very service-oriented versus, yeah, you know, the model of click it, buy it, deliver it, it's done. I'm a firm believer, again, as are you, Ed, of uh, just customer experience being the best that it can be. Ed, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the Hearing Matters podcast. We are celebrating Manufacturing Week and Protect Your Hearing Month. Ed, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for donating your time and spreading awareness of the importance of additive manufacturing and protecting your hearing. Before we sign off, do you have any I Any just want last to say words, thank Ed. you very much for having me. Um, always a great time uh, sharing some experiences and talking to you, Blaze. And uh, the only thing, the only words of wisdom I have is get out there and protect your hearing, people. Protect your hearing. It's important. Please, yes. Because there's a lot of comorbidities linked to untreated hearing loss, Ed, and Team Fader is on a mission to aesthetically refashion and perceptually transform the use of hearing protection. You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast. Joining me today is Edward Graham. He is the Vice President of Additive Manufacturing at ProtoCam, located in Allentown, Pennsylvania. If you need any prototyping, rapid prototyping, or manufacturing needs, please contact the team at ProtoCam. And until next time, hear life story. Thanks again for tuning in to the Hearing Matters podcast today. 
I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and on behalf of our entire team, thank you so much for the support. Truly, it means so much to us. Head on over to the Apple Podcast app and share your thoughts. What did you like most about this episode, and what do you like most about our podcast? Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And also, head on over to Instagram, hit that follow button, and let's connect. And as a team, we can continue to help our community hear life story.